0: LDR, you guys are awesome.
1: LTR issue number 39. I'm your friendly neighborhood backracker, Dr. Joe. With me as always, is my Hulk Crime. We are really, and I mean, really, putting uh the Woodward and Bernstein to good use this week, my friend.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, we got Sean Lewis that we talked to just yesterday Tuesday we talked to him. So that audio was out, out available for you guys. Now go listen to that interview, and that was. We had him on before, and it went very well. Obviously, we wanted to have him back on again, and he had a nice enough time, or at least was able to deal with us enough uh, that he wanted to come back on again. And oh my god, like we got we got such great insight into the mind of Sean Lewis and his approach and everything. I really enjoyed that conversation, Joe.
1: Yeah, it was great because I don't know if you know, we had like when we we talked to Sean the first time, it wasn't like you know. Like we, we were just trying to figure out okay who are some other people we can you know let's you know get on the show and then the the, the spawn news came out and we said we got to get we got to get Sean back again like we have yeah. to we have to make this now a a top priority and talking yes. to him about his ideas for Spawn what were the themes and the things <laughs> from the character that were important for him to portray and how he was going to tackle such a uh you know, an epic character like that was just—it was—it was fascinating. Uh, you know, to, to to listen to him talk about. And then, you know, we talked about Bliss, and I he talked about how how that book affected me last week, and we we got into we got into some of that in the interview, and it was still so much on my brain that when I went to tweet out what I was reading today, I I, I tweeted out that I was doing Bliss on the show when in fact yeah. I'm doing something else by Sean Lewis so I mean that's just how impactful that book was for me and it was great talking with Sean so that audio is up now you can uh, when you're whenever you're uh, listening to this or if you're watching us now check that audio out it's absolutely fantastic
0: yeah and I know that uh, we've seen this like trend over the years and I think it's just as social media has grown we've seen people say like let fans take over certain characters and sometimes I, I think that's a little like ridiculous. When it's somebody who created the character at first, of course, they're a fan of the character in, this, in that in their own sense. But I just don't like the idea of you don't want to just do fan service strictly. But I do like it when you get a creator who's established themselves in various ways, then they get to work on a character that they were a fan of, that they do care about, because then they already have these skills that they've shown they've displayed elsewhere. And now they're working on a character that they care about deeply. So they're not just gonna do like the thing they fantasize about as a kid, they're going to do the stuff that they think is best for the character. And they're going to go about it in a certain way. And I'm, and I love seeing Sean who he told us he's loved the character since he first came out and hearing the stuff that he's talking about as someone who's, who's loved spawn for a long time. And and you're getting back on the train and everything too. It's like some of these things, it makes perfect sense. Like spawns a character who we, I, I definitely have expressed opinions, like what I'd like to see with him done. And, then Sean comes on and tells us, you know, the general idea of what he's thinking to do with King Spawn, and it's like, holy shit, yeah, yeah, that sounds way better than anything I was thinking of. I love these ideas.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be next level. And having read, uh, you know, a number of Sean's books and and the style and and how he you know how he likes to approach characters and themes and all that. I mean, Spawn just seems like it's going to be right in his wheelhouse, and mm-hmm. I can't fucking wait and for those wondering
0: about other uh, sean's other books of course joe has talked about thumbs on here which i have since read and i think i talked about it for one of our trades um bliss joe just that just finished recently joe talked about that ahead of its uh the final issue which is issue eight i'll be reading that soon as well and he's got a book planned for you guys today um but first last week joe i believe it was you talked about sweet tooth and the show has since dropped i have not started yet but that's partially because of the way you've been texting me about the show, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, but it's
1: you have some thoughts. So I have some thoughts, and they're not they're not negative thoughts. It's just a hundred percent a me thing. So we, you know, I've talked we've talked about it on the show before, where a lot of times we have to separate the book from the show, or the, or the book from the movie, whatever Probably property. Me and Invincible. Yeah, whatever property it may be, comic books, novels, whatever, mm-hmm. and because. I I read Sweet Tooth so recently, and because it was so, I mean, it's it's a damn near perfect story, just the way that it's it's told, start to finish. That it's it's so fresh, and so I have a a, a really deep connection to it, and 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 so everything is so vivid, and so when I watched the show, I watched the first episode, started to watch the second, and. The tone is much different. There there, there, there's I think what happened was, you know, they they have to take this book that's sort of a, a, a niche book, right? It's a niche story. It's as I talked about last week, it's a dark story. It is it is is a violent story at times. And they have to, you know, assume that people who are watching the show have never read the book and they have to try and pull everyone in versus just, you know, the comic reader. And so a lot of things are different, you know. The character of Gus, his motivations, much different. The character of Jeopard, so far from what I've seen, a completely different character, right? And and what made the book so special about these characters was the the, the arc that they go through, but the emotional roller coaster that you ride with these characters. Like certain things happened, you know. And they get you feeling one way, and then you find out, and then you come. You know, so, again, it's, it's it's a roller coaster, and you're not getting that with the show. The show is beautifully done, right? The the, the cinematography, you know, the actors, the, the world in which Sweet Tooth is on TV, I think what it's said and done this first season, it's going to be a very successful first season, and I think it's going to be a good one. I just need more time before I watch it, because I need that separation from just freshly reading the book um, to watching a show, which is a lot different. Yeah, and uh, so
0: I, I, that's great that it's going to end up doing well, Like if that ends up being the case. I know Rotten Tomatoes seemed to like a lot. I don't know how the audience necessarily perceived. I think
1: the audience score was pretty high, too. Okay,
0: well, I I understand you have to make changes when you go from a comic to a movie or from a book to a show, however it ends up being. There's a bunch of variables in there. And I, I like with Invincible... There were absolutely changes we went through it um i went through it on change my mind as well spotted a lot of the differences that, that were that happened and that's fine sometimes there there's you know when the book came out it's a different time you need to go and maybe correct some things that weren't oh you shouldn't have said back then um that's okay like that obviously is a, that's a big difference than little differences that make sense that don't necessarily need to happen but why not i'm okay with that too but when you're talking about changing the entirety of it all that's a little bit frustrating. And that is where sometimes it's better to watch the show first or movie and then read the book afterward, because then sometimes it's like, Oh, this is even better than what the show or movie was, but it doesn't necessarily ruin the experience for you.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And again, I wouldn't say it's ruined. It's just, I need more time for me so that I can separate the two because, you know, in the book, you know, Gus's motivation, you know, it's the first episode. I'm not going to ruin anything In, in the first episode. You know, you, the motivation for Gus is that he wants to find his mother. He wants to go to this sanctuary, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to get out and explore the world. In the book, it's the complete opposite. I, was saying, I don't know? remember you mentioning his he sanctuary. Is, he is dragged. He is, he, is, uh, he is coerced in a way, you know, lied to about the sanctuary, what the sanctuary is. In the book, he very much believes and knows and understands that his mother is dead Yeah, and that she is in heaven. Right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I remember his mom not being in the the episode. There's this weird thing with him seeing a deer in the wild, and he's convinced it's his mother, and he starts chasing it, and it gets him into you know it. it, All kinds of trouble. It's it's different. It's Mm -hmm. different, right? He know he wants to set out on this journey to find his mother, whereas in the book, you know what you find out about Gus's past. And and maybe they'll and I'm sure they'll get into that. They're just going in a much different way to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully it
0: still is dark in a lot of ways, and I will. Ha- I guess I'll have to do one to report back to you on that. That Was one. my
1: first. You said don't don't buy Mac's bullshit. That's what you said when he did well, that tweet. Yeah, because
0: Mac was all about like, oh, uh, it, I'm I'm totally out on this because of. Um, what was it? Because of the hybrid babies. And of course they look weird. They should look weird. I mean, that's, I I wouldn't be stunned if that's when you had, if that's what, if there are real life hybrid babies that were like animal, other breeds of animals crossbred with, with human beings, I would expect them to kind of look like that. So right. I, I don't like, but that's just Mac. He doesn't like, there's a level of weirdness that he, that he cannot take. And I feel like it's a lot of guys in the DSG, but you and I don't necessarily care. Because we well, like I, comics, and it has a
1: lot of weirdness in it. And that wasn't my that wasn't my thing. It was the actual photos of what the hybrid babies looked like. It wasn't so much of what Max said. I could. Well, I get that now.
0: I understand now. I've I've since understood. But that was my initial reaction because I feel like that has happened before, where he has influenced your opinion because you know he's very he's very um, he can be set in his ways when he's not getting hit by green shells. Someone's Um, still cranky about losing that poll, but
1: (laughs) no, yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, maybe maybe I am a little bit, maybe a little bit. But you know, like I, I just had this feeling that you know, taking a look at the how how adorable. Those babies were like those hybrid shows. That was my gut. That okay, this thing oh, has been Hollywoodized because so they were because kind of, okay. they're not supposed to be cute. They're not supposed to be adorable. I said that last when we talked about You're the right. trailer, right? I said Gus looks too adorable. These things mm-hmm. are supposed to be hideous and grotesque. And so when I see they're cute and lovable, I'm starting to get the sense okay, they're making changes here. They're going to. They're trying to appease to a more General audience. Maybe they're trying to get the family in, and this is not a fucking family story. No, it's not. Netflix has gone dark. Amazon has gone dark. These studios go dark. And I don't know if it was Lemire's decision to take it this way, or if it's. It was but again, experience.
0: you read the, you watched the first episode and and didn't go back. I'm gonna be the one that probably watched <laughs> yeah. it first in its entirety of the two of us. So I yeah. will let you know if it goes dark. It could. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying to sucker people in, like Invincible did, right? Like it looks all kind of glossy. It looks like it's for kids. Yeah, but at least the end like- of
1: that first episode, like your jaw hit the fucking floor and shattered True. into a million pieces.
0: This is true. That is true. You've had—I'll tell you what—you've had a hell of a week since we last did TLDR because we had Sean Lewis. We may or may not have another interview that—that's in the works right now. Um, again, I'm not gonna say anything about when it's gonna come out because that will ruin it. Um, and then Sweet Tooth didn't pan out for you. And then how's catching up, Ben uh, Joe? How's, how you been doing since last time? <laughs>
1: uh, not great, Bob. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Uh, it's been so. I I went away last weekend, and so I didn't have time. You know, the normal time I you know put aside for writing reviews or or, or reading books. So I had because uh, Loki was dropping today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, let me let me let me choose a Loki book. I had fully planned to choose a Loki book to do. It's great idea. It made perfect but sense. Loki, uh, the god who fell to Earth, and it was it was okay. Like, it wasn't a terrible book, but it was only five issues. One of the issues made no sense. But the four issues that did, you know, it was good. It was funny. It took place um, right after the events of War of the Realms. So then I had this idea, well, maybe I'll do War of the Realms mainline and this kind of together. But the book just – I just didn't feel – great about coming on the show we're talking, we've talked about having our threshold it has to meet a certain threshold for us right. to want to talk about it and so while it was it was a fine book mm-hmm. uh you know it had some good humor um i just it just uh it didn't it, it didn't meet my standards for the show so it was like okay i've got a backup book i got this book that i bought from tko studios eve of extinction and i'm reading that and okay this is this is good this is good and then i get to the ending and i go that's it (laughs) i was very let down the ending just was kind of flat it was a it was a pretty good horror story i mean heavy with the metaphors again it was another pandemic type story where a storm comes in and it turns all the men to monsters so heavy on the metaphors but the characters you know were were, the women were were badass and again it Was a good, not great book, and if it had a better ending, I probably would have gone for it, but it just kind of ended.
0: So, was... you went through two series, and so that's what 11 issues of reading, yeah. And still, nope,
1: nothing, nope, nothing so... that does not
0: happen often to you. I've had, it's happened to me a couple times, um, where I've like I, like, I said, I read the first arc of Star Wars Bounty Hunters, yeah. and it was solid. But my threshold is it's gotta be a seven and a half or better yeah. for me to recommend it to people, to like to the masses. There can be something that I think is a seven that certain people will like, but I don't feel comfortable doing it on this show. Cause yeah. we're we're all about talking about books that we like on this show. Yeah. Um, that, that's it. Like you ha- we have to really like it. We can't just kind of like it. That so- I would go
1: out of my way, or we would go out of our way to tell people about.
0: Exactly. So we, So I've had instances like again, Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Maybe I, if I read the second arc, I only read the first one. Um, if I read the second arc and I like it, maybe. But you're actually kind of reading some of it now. This is not War of the Bounty Hunters. That's a whole different thing. And actually, that was what I ended up catching up on. I, I had a. I had a few things that I was catching up on, Joe. But um, that was probably the. That was the biggest one for me. Um, was the first issue of uh, Star Wars: The War of the Bounty Hunters, and I'll tell you what, man, that is just the ending of that first issue. Holy shit! I was pumped. I was yeah. jacked, and it was like like there was somebody else that you could have seen, but then the person that we actually see is like, oh man, this is good. This yeah. is some good ass shit right here. So yeah. if you're not in on uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, you guys got to get in on it. Yeah. 10%. and you only it, need
1: to read the main issues. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to read it, but even still, it just adds. Like uh, I typically am not one to go read all the side stuff, but it's a Star Wars. Yeah, it's bounty hunters. So I am, I think I'm reading all but one title, uh, and, and it's just so fucking good.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna have some little uh, one offs in the mix with all this stuff too. And those I do plan on reading, but I'm not gonna go with like like Star Wars or or, or the bounty hunters issue, like whatever. I don't want to do something like that. That will be like, that's just a little bit too much for me. I feel like I'm not gonna know what's going on. Maybe I'll do it with Darth Vader if I uh, once I start catching up on, on that one. Because I am excited to read that book, too, because Joe Joe talked about that a while back now. But anyways, uh, that is enough for catching up. Let's talk about what is new this week, Joe, and let's start with Marvel. I know uh, Heroes Reborn Night Gwen issue one is out, as is Heroes Reborn Squadron Savage, which is Punisher and... uh, electra in that so i'm going to be picking that one up not not Gwen necessarily heroes reborn six is out i have read the first five it is again i stand by it is solid it is not great um it is kind of a little bit of satire on the uh the dc universe which is is good but i'm more excited about what's going to happen with the, the characters that i actually give a shit about from
1: marvel um you have a couple things that you're reading from marvel that are out this week uh, yeah, so the Spider-Man Shadow series uh Spider Shadow number 3, this is a what if story. First two books have been great. I haven't had <laughs> haven't had a time to read anything. Uh You got some much. of this stuff though we'll be getting I to. I got I got some of it. Uh so this has been this has been great. I can't wait I can't wait to read this one. Uh Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 13. This I I haven't read any of the previous uh, you know 11, but I have read 12, I have read 13. Uh again, it's all it's all telling. It's a very cohesive story with the bounty hunters and, and Han Solo nice. and even, even with the even with the Darth Vader series, getting Darth Vader involved. And you get to find out how uh, he knew to go to Cloud City and how he learned of Han Solo and, and 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 so it's just been if you're a Star Wars fan, it's been a must, must read event. Nice. So, okay. So, yeah, the event, I'm all on the event. I just
0: can't do the one-offs, but you know, maybe we will talk about it when the event ends and then you can tell me maybe what I missed out on. And if people want to go back and end up reading it, maybe where they, what they should end up doing. um, What's the best approach to it. As for DC comics this week, I know Rorschach issue nine is out. That's something I fell off on. Uh, DC pride issue one is out. That's a special that they're doing for the month. And then um, I know uh, American vampire 1976 issue nine comes out as does Justice League Ride last ride issue two which you're reading that's by Zdarsky um, Detective Comics ten thirty seven Batman the Detective issue three but Joe you had been reviewing the Joker uh, you obviously weren't able to do it this week for Geek Worldwide but tell me
1: how issue four was man it's it's just I love it because you, you as I've talked about before it's it's a Jim Gordon story as much as it is a Joker story right. mm-hmm. and you get a you get A lot of great stuff between Jim and the Joker in this a lot of uh, philosophical conversations between the two of them and I thought it was it was it was really interesting to read really fascinating because we we know these characters so well but the conversations that that these two have with each other mostly the Joker talking to Jim and, and sort of saying you know this is why I am this is why I do the things I do and 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 this is why you will never win was absolutely awesome we've had the character of Bane's daughter throughout this series which has been awesome so you've got all these all these things coming together everyone's you know Joker's got this big target on his back and it's not just from you know Batman and Jim but from other crime organizations as well uh, you know, for something he may or may not have done. And, really? Uh, yeah, so it's it's been uh, an absolutely fantastic series.
0: I mean, there's so much Batman-related stuff always yeah. coming out week to week. I mean, there's the Joker, Detective Comics, the ba- Batman The Detective issue three is out this week. That's Tom yeah. Taylor, um, which I'm a little bit behind on, but I am going to be getting back on that one this week. Uh, Future State Gotham issue two came out this week, which I reviewed for Geeks Worldwide. Same goes for Batman Urban Legends issue four. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, Joe, uh, Batman. Or I, I've been like very excited for Future State Gotham because obviously Red Hood is at the center of it all, and it's solid. But we've both ex- expressed our uh, displeasure with the fact that there are no colors yeah. in the story. Black and white. It's look the the art is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's I feel like you need to have. It, it's got to be a really s- specific type of story in order to have no. Yeah. Color. Right, and for future state Gotham, you're like in a neo future. I need, it's going to be vibrant colors. What the hell? Yeah. Look at the covers that we've gotten; they're awesome. And yeah, we're not getting those colors at all
1: here. Yeah, the color, so, the cover shouldn't be better than you know, it just shouldn't be that much better. <sighs> I expect it to be better, but it's like the obviously. You know what ancient. I mean, though. The yeah, best yeah. part of the book is the covers, if you ask me. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I know the story's good, but it takes me out of it, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that choice was made. Who thought that was a good idea? But maybe maybe don't let them make that kind of decision <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think I gave
0: it an eight out of ten for geeks worldwide. And I and I would say it probably a full point was taken off. The first yeah. time around I gave it an eight and a half. That's fair. I, I thought it was like, okay, they there was an, an issue with the review copy. And that happens, yeah. from, you know, okay, whatever. But I'm not gonna dock a point. But now that I know that's not the case. Yeah. I, and I should have probably asked. But now that I know, it's like, okay, well, now now it's different. The story yeah. is awesome. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And uh, it's Giannis. What is his last name? I can't remember the artist's last name, but it's not. It's Copo, I know that. But he's been, like there him and Williamson, like awesome job. It's just we need colors. So yeah, it's just but yeah. Batman Urban Legends has been awesome from start to finish. The Red Hood story has been great. Don't get me wrong. The art, everything there is good. And I like the um, the Batwing story that we got this week, the Tim Drake one. We're getting three issues with Tim Drake. That is very promising. But Grifter is the number one story in there now hands down, after reading issue four. I absolutely love it. The cameos that we're getting in this thing. Grifter is just an awesome character to begin with. Great look and everything about him.
1: It's my favorite one so far. Matt Rosenberg has absolutely knocked it out of the park here. You've been all over the Grifter since uh, Future State, and for, for good reasons. I admittedly don't know much about the character before. Uh, you know, future state, and I thought- well, because it's limited, Joe. I mean, he was a, yeah. he was an Image Comics character at first. He's part of Wildcats,
0: Jim Lee creation, and then he brings him over to DC. And I feel like we've there's only been, he's only popped up
1: sparingly yeah. over the years. And so, like his, I just love his character because he's there's an, a nonchalantness about him uh, and a badassness. Just made up a couple words. uh, I like it. That are it's just it's just fun to read. It is Mm -hmm. it's full of action and it's it's fun as hell to read. Mm -hmm.
0: And and we're far enough removed from the second issue of this now. Again, if you haven't read any of Batman: Urban Legend, you're going to pick up the trade later. Um, Just don't listen for a couple seconds. I absolutely need a Red Hood and Grifter. Like even if it's six issues or whatever, give me that, please. Need It was two part. It made too much sense. Without like the, the few pages they shared together was absolute gold. And we get some other kick ass cameos in here too. That in, it's just like you could do so much with those two together. Sure, I think they can stand alone, but I would love a team up for those right. two. Oh, make that an well, animated series. You're printing that you too. You are printing money if you team those two guys up together. Yeah. No questions asked. Um, let's head over to Dark Horse Joe. Anything catch your eye from them this week?
1: Uh, a couple of um, a couple of titles uh they continue to um, uh, you know pump out the black hammer uh universe books a so black hammer visions number 5 and a number 1 which i'm looking forward to reading i just haven't had a chance yet secret land uh number 1 is we got to figure out which one is uh collins uh black hammer vision I think one. it's it's i think it's next month
0: I think you're right too i think i feel yeah. like i remember him saying it was 6 um aftershock there's maniac issue 5 which you're going to go back and read and then there's bunny mask issue 1 which Sounds absolutely terrifying last time we heard it. And uh, your guy, Freddie, is telling us that we need to uh, give this one a look. And did you see the covers? I mean, the cover a Oh, yeah, I saw the covers. Yeah, I saw the covers. (laughs) Yes. Um, I mean, I already already had like nightmare fuel from the last book that that I'm talking about today. Um, Then this shit's going to be even worse. But um, AWA, of course, we have Marjorie Finnegan, Temporal Criminal, Issue 2 dropped. I still cannot believe we mocked the – how badly we mocked the synopsis of it. It was a lot. I mean, it was. It's just – but it's Garth Ennis we should if if we'd known that it would have made a lot more sense and this has been we've, the
1: synopsis was a little i mean to be fair it yeah. was a little brutal well, yeah. you know and you know excessively wordy but you know it's quite it's classic ennis i mean we saw marjorie you know chase someone around with a strap on in this issue mm-hmm. it was like the first page <laughs> I laughed out loud.
0: It was outstanding. And this absolutely Amazon, you guys are getting along well with Dennis right now, right? Cause yeah. of the boys and everything, you need to make this into a show yeah. as soon as he is done. This is only good. This, okay, this is listed right now at eight issues. It's right. going to be more than that, right? We got to think they'll do something. Even if you want, even if you don't, you can turn it into a movie or something, I'm sure. And I'll be all in a thousand percent.
1: It's just, uh, it's, it's, cla- like I said, it's classic at its point. Like, I'm just constantly chuckling. Like, there's a good story there. The story there is a great story there. I'm just constantly chuckling because, because, because Marge is just I outrageous. Don't know. She, yeah, outrageous. Exactly. It's, yes. uh, if you haven't been reading this book, hop on. It's uh, issue two came out today. Absolutely, and
0: uh, let's see. We got Boom. You got yep. a few things from Boom. I know Magic: The Gathering came out, uh, the third issue. We're both reading that one as well. And you, you have some um, frame of reference with with Magic: The Gathering. I have zero. I've always thought the card game seemed kind of cool, but when this came out, I was like, okay, let me give it a read. You told me it's, it'll be fine if I don't under, know anything about the game, and that continues to hold true through three issues. I've really enjoyed it. I, I if you want, just. Like if you want good action and like a fun time and you don't necessarily know anything about magic, that's fine. Like you, this is still, I I recommend picking this book up for sure. Uh, so
1: magic, uh, Eve number two came out today. Uh, I think I like this issue a little bit better than the first one. We're getting a little bit more story. We're we're learning a little bit more about the character. So this continues, uh, to be a great, uh, series. Um, wind number seven, uh, came out, uh, again, James Tynan, um, Mm-hmm. Can't wait to go back and read this one. Uh, the other one I was able to read uh, from Boom this week was Proctor Valley Road Number Four. This just continues to be a fun sort of horror uh, story. You know, it's set in the seventies. Uh, it's just it's got good humor. It's got good horror. Uh, it's it's fun as hell to read. All right, we go to
0: Image last before we get to your book for this week. And I know Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton issue one dropped, and you seem a little bit interested in giving this one a shot, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 image, it's number one. I mean, we're getting to a point now where like the number ones from, from any of these companies really yeah. um are becoming must reads. Yep. Because image has been pumping so much stuff out. Boom is boom, AWA's been killing it. Uh Dark Horse, uh we've been After reading Shock Man. You get a lot yeah. the, the Aftershock ones that we've been looking at have been yeah. outstanding too. I've been very impressed with them. But it's, yeah, it, it's been rare that we found a number one from one of these studios that we've been met on I what was it the
0: great great castle one even for yes. image I'd look I backed out on that after the second issue it was just, I didn't like the direction they were going but the first issue they did bring me in so yeah. it's, it's just worth giving them a shot. And if you're getting this in on the second issue or a decent amount of the audience back for the second issue, then you're, they're doing their job with the first one, but then you got to execute from there. Um, speaking of second issues, G- good Asian issue two was is out. And we talked about, we were talking about this off the air, how a lot of people really like this. Now we have yeah. not given it a shot, either of us yet, but I think I will go circle back on this one and yeah. uh, report back and let you know, and we'll see if it's you know episode worthy. And then we'll talk about that down the line. Uh, one book that we both did give a shot and you have stuck with I did not is Carmen an Issue 4 dropped this week.
1: Yeah, so I was doing a little reading cuz this was the last issue. It's only four issues. Oh. And and so when when I did Mercy, one one of the things I didn't talk about when I read America andolfo's Mercy awesome. was that book that book had been out for a while. It was in Italian. Right, mm-hmm. America andolfo's Italian and then uh-huh. uh, you know they adapted it and brought it over here and it was a massive success. Well, I was reading more about Carmen. Same thing. It was a Danish book. Danish? And they translated. So they did the same thing they sort of did. You know, they they saw the success with Mercy, and they said, let's try that with this book. And so I think that's why, you know, at first, like, oh, this is interesting. It's unlike anything, you know, we've kind of read before. And I think that's part of the reason why. And first issue was intriguing. The second issue was kind of meh. And then I told you when I read issue three, I'm in. Like that it, it the tone everything changed in that issue and the fourth book man like this book is it's heavy and the way that it ends and the way that it's paced and the and everything about it, like it's not a happy ending.
0: Mm-hmm. Good, and, I, I like that.
1: And and it's it's an honest ending, if that makes sense. So it's a believable, it's like this is the way it should have ended, you know, okay. because with comic books and other things, like you never know if you're going to get that twist, or you're going to something's going to happen, and you know the outcome might be different. This is again, it's very meta, it's very philosophical, it's very deep, it's very de- it's very depressing. But it it was it, it talked, you know, it deals with you know suicide and death, and those are very important issues, you know, and and some understanding that this book tries to give. It was. It was. V- I'm very glad I stuck with it. Episode worthy? I don't know if it's episode worthy because okay. I think I'd have a very hard time being able to properly articulate it. But mm. it's definitely a very good book. Definitely one worth checking out.
0: Okay. Of course, another b- book worth checking out is Die, and uh, we've talked about that at nauseum. But issue 17 came out this week, and I'm I I like the the first two issues of this final arc, show, but I wouldn't say I'm like. I am worried that they're rushing things just a tick. And, um, and that sucks. This is, this has been one of my favorite books to read. Uh, you know, binging through this thing, it was crazy and, uh, such a wild ride. And it felt so much like it was more, it felt more character driven with that. And like we were going to mess around in this world for quite some time. And now it's like, "Mm, well, you're going to wrap things up. What's going to happen exactly. And it's, it just seems like some of the stuff is getting like Kieran's had to move on a little bit faster than maybe you want to. Maybe he didn't. I, maybe this is the pace he wanted to go at. I don't know. But it's like it's like the first was it three arcs were awesome, outstanding. It was the first two arcs. I, f- I forget the math how they did it, but they were awesome up through issue fifteen. This has been good. So a little bit of a letdown because that is a drop off. But still, still, I mean, I I recommend die
1: to anybody. Yeah. Um, that- Pure speculation on my part because when this book first came out, the fact that they're only on issue 17, this book's been out for close to three years. You know, there's been long gaps of time in between issues. It's just pure speculation on my part. But I'm wondering if it's like he's just kind of done, you know, like he's taking these pauses because he's either wanted to work on other things or maybe he's had a hard time telling the story that he wants to. Who knows? But I, I hope that it's not just being rushed because he doesn't want to write it anymore. That would suck. That would yeah. suck. And he, cause he's been,
0: in, uh, but I understand too. He's, I mean, once in future has to be his biggest book right now. Of yeah. course, the Eternals is a huge opportunity. Um, I don't know. I have not like off the top of my head. I don't know what else Gillen is writing, but I know he did Darth Vader stuff in the past. So yeah. uh, I, I understand like he's got a lot going on and I don't know what the sales are like for die, but I just hope that this, this ending, like, you know, it's again, it's been good but I expect yeah. awesome. That is what he's been giving us each yeah. and every issue. Um, and then, of course, to wrap, round things out for uh, Image. Geiger issue three is out this week, and Joe has been reading that one. Um, but you also read another Image book ahead of the show from
1: start to finish. And this is actually from a writer we may or may not have had on this week. Yeah. So uh, I'm going back to Image, and I'm going back to Sean Lewis. And this week I read – coyotes now this is a book I had definitely had wanted uh, you know I had earmarked to read um, and one that I was uh, hoping to do on the show not necessarily this week but some other time but <laughs> a couple other books kind of forced my hand but I'm, I'm glad uh, that it did you know so you know coming off bliss and the you know the emotional roller coaster that book took me on uh, coming to this one. And reading it same, so it's the same team. Uh Coyotes, Image Comics Writer, Sean Lewis, artist Caitlin Yarsky And we mentioned this a little. I, I just told Sean a little a little bit of this off-air, uh, you know, when we you know we weren't recording the interview, just how beautiful Caitlin Yarsky's art is. It is gorgeous, just gorgeous. The colors that she uses, you know, each character, there's there's different like emphasises, emphasis something on oh, the wrong syllable yeah right you know but she'll she'll emphasize you know different features on different characters and make them very prominent and it, it helps them stick out and it's it's just it, her art's beautiful it's the only way i can really describe it and so so okay i'm gonna read coyotes and man i i i think i read this thing all in one sitting it's uh eight issues just boom knocked them right out didn't didn't stop reading them uh, so is quick it eight setup.
0: issues? Is it before you do that? Is it eight issues like like thumbs? Where it was thumbs eight or five issues? I can't remember. That. I know they were like loaded issue,
1: uh, issues. These weren't loaded issues. It was eight more standard, like twenty-two uh, pages. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. You know, maybe mm-hmm. a touch, but not definitely not thumbs length um, issues. Um, so synopsis: uh, hunted by a legion of wolves that roam the border, women are disappearing. The survivors band together to wage war. Detective Frank Coffey is trying to understand the, this mythic level bloodbath that comes uh, when he comes across Red, a little girl with a secret and a sword. Ultraviolet and smart as hell, Coyotes transforms this everyday myth. Uh, <laughs> I can't fucking read. Transforms the everyday into a myth we can rally behind, right? So there's. As you'd expect, it's a Sean Lewis book. It is heavy with themes, and and there's a lot of metaphors in this. But at its core, it is a horror, supernatural, you know, mythological story. It is absolutely, uh, you know, fantastic, and it is violent. Man, like Bliss had some elements uh, of some violence, you know, in it, uh, but this was just, oh man, Nick. Really, so good. Yeah. See, you know when he
0: when we first had him on and we talked about some of his other work. This was back when we talked to him about a uh, Superman or Metropolis, a uh, future state Superman or Metropolis. I remember him mentioning Coyote, and that was one that definitely, um, you know, I, I was, I, you know, I, I definitely came to attention on that one. Um, but the other one I think was Saints, which I believe yeah. was his first one that he yeah. did. But uh, I didn't know I didn't know this one was uh, going to be extremely violent.
1: Yeah, it is. So, you know, it's it. You know, the name and the synopsis sort of, you know, implies sort of this this metaphor with you know the real life, you know, coyotes and the things that happened, you know, at the U.S. Mexican border and uh and 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 so you start to before you go into reading it, you think, okay, maybe it's going to be something along that nature, but no, it's actual, you know, actual werewolves, and 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 you know, I'll go into what you know the coyotes are, you know. And, and, and sort of, you know, what they represent. But, you know, this is a story of, of family, whether it's biological or, or spiritually. Uh, it's also a story about revenge and survival uh, with revenge of, you know, being uh, at the forefront with this. I, I think I said, you know, the other day, Erica Slaughter is one of the, is maybe my favorite female character. She's one of the most badass. The, the, the character, Red, uh in this book is is right up there with her Hmm. she is a badass little son of a gun and uh yeah and so it was was there's a lot
0: of red in our episode today yeah
1: yeah (laughs) that worked out (laughs) unintentionally too yeah uh you know so you know in this book you know it starts off you know as a synopsis would imply women are not safe you know especially at night you know the Stay indoors, don't go gallivanting around town, don't go wandering, you know, you, you know, because these coyotes are out there and they're they're hunting women and they're and, and they're killing women. And and what the coyotes really are, they're they're men, like 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 you, me, like any other, but they've been Think given <laughs> not not literally, Nicholas, uh, they've been given these these pelts. Uh, these these werewolf pelts, and when they wear them, they transform into these monsters, uh, and and they go out and and they they they're attacking uh, these women, but they're attacking very uh, specific you know women, and these are women that are you know spiritually or or descendants of the god Gaia or Gaia, uh, you know the, the god of uh, the, the the goddess of earth, yeah, yeah, and and so you've you, you've got this really cool you know, supernatural sort of God, you know, mythological story that's going on between these women who are descendants of of, of Gaia, and the the these the these this this group of werewolves uh, that have been on the Earth since before you know way before man you know way before anything else they they believe that the earth belongs to them they want it to be in darkness and when 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 gaia you know comes you know comes around she brings light right so again themes metaphors right and so it's like this constant battle throughout the course of time between between these two groups so where we are in present day you've got these these group of women uh, known as the 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 victorious and, and and they're there to protect the lands, you know, protect you know their their family, protect the earth and and they're they're constantly at battle with these werewolves and 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 these coyotes. And so it just becomes this this you know this war and and the main character, uh Red, she's a little girl, her sister dies at the hands of one of these coyotes. Oh, and and her mother dies uh as a you know, not at the hands of a coyote, but the result of a coyote attack. So now she's she's seemingly on her own and she's vowing to get revenge for her sister Maria, uh, who happens to be one of these, you know. Red doesn't know it yet, uh, but she happens to be, you know, uh, you know, a a descendant of you know of Gaia herself. And so she she gets, you know, as a result of all this, she gets uh, you know sucked into this war and she is the strongest of them all she is she becomes their leader you know she becomes this this fighter this champion for them and and so it's just in the first arc you don't you don't really get the sense like the werewolves and, 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 and the coyotes, it's about discovering sort of that origin. There's an evil corporation that's at the heart of the first arc. That's sort of using these wolf pelts, you know, to, you know, uh, as they're trying to weaponize it. Right. So that's, you know, they're giving them to, to ex convicts uh, or to convicts. So they can go out and sort of, you know, do things that they need to get done, and and that's the sort of the first arc, and then the second arc gets uh, gets way more intense. How uh, old is Red? Red's got to be twelve. She, yeah, because is the, She's 14. the one in the
0: cover right here. Um, yeah, and,
1: the, and that's was
0: that the first issue of Coyotes that cover? Yeah,
1: yeah yeah and, it should and, have been because that'll draw you right in i'll tell you right now that'll draw my attention there, there's a scene so one of the other characters his name is detective paul coffee and what's great about each issue of this book too is that like like the last few pages are dedicated to a certain character just giving you their background it's almost it's not quite done in black and white but like a lot of shades of gray that tell you it's sort of like a flashback to that like particular 50? character what do you mean like 50 50 shades of gray Oh, Jesus Christ, Nicholas. You're better than that. <laughs> I I, I could no, come on. It was a low-hanging fruit. I had to do it. So I'm not sorry <laughs> about it at all.
0: I'm not sorry about it at all.
1: But you learn about one of the characters' backgrounds, Detective Coffee. And he's, you know, he's sort of been uh you know banished to, you know, to this town in uh you know Mexico or New Mexico. Um, you know, and but you but he becomes an important character because these women. That, that are fighting the coyotes that are, that are, that are banding together. They don't like men for good reason. They don't trust them. They don't go anywhere near them, but he is able to, to earn their trust and the things that, and the bond that he forms with red. And, and what's great is that in, in the first book, one of the panels, you just see this little girl holding a sword and it's a, almost like a full page spread. And there's just blood and death and bodies all around her. And she's just covered in blood. And she's just stone faced, and you see Detective Coffin. He's like, "What the?" And there's scenes after this, panels after that, where he's just not interrogating her, but he's just trying. He's questioning her. He's trying to, you know, get a sense that she won't talk, and they think that there's something wrong with her, and and all that. And then, you know, so these, you know, these two characters, they form a bond, and he becomes he becomes a central character. Um, As I said, you've got Red. You know, she. She's badass. She saves in the course of her sister dying, her mother dying. She saves her neighbor, her friend, uh, who's named Eye Patch, and that's because during this attack, one of the coyotes rips her eyes out, and so she has to wear an eye patch. Uh, and she's a she's a funny little badass character as well. Um, you've got the Duchess, which is sort of the the leader of the Victorias, you know, and uh, she was you know friends with you know Red's older sister Maria, and you learn about her background, and, and she's a fighter and all the all the shit that she had to deal with and 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 then you have the abuelas which are the you know a group of grandmothers that have been around for a very 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 long time and so they are also they're sort of like you know they're the the den mothers so to speak you know and they're you know trying to keep balance and everything you know trying to keep these werewolves from 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 taking over but they're also trying to find a way to bring back, you know, Gaia, you know, the goddess and and everything like that. So it's, I'm not. I don't know if I'm doing a great job, you know, articulating it. But you just
0: went through this whole explanation, and now you're going to question your articulation. You. I am completely sold in this book. So I'm going to shut you up right there, and I'm going to go in a different direction because this is another Caitlin Yarsky, Sean Lewis book, and I know you're loving what uh, you love what Sean's done. and I, I mean, who doesn't? I just but, don't feel
1: like I ever do him justice. That's all.
0: Okay. Well, he. I, I think he appreciates everything you say. I, I. I don't know anybody that wouldn't if they were talking about you, their creations. But with. Um, with Caitlin Yarsky. Okay, now I'm pretty sure this – she's not – like she, I know she, her – she's more uh, an animation person. Yeah. So these these two books that she's done, Bliss and then Coyotes, those are the only two things that she's done, right, in comics?
1: Right, and I believe she's, she's doing some
0: stuff with Black Hammer now. She's That's got right. her own book. Right. That's right. Sean did mention that so she's doing Black Hammer because so, I feel like you're gonna you should start. I, I know we usually look for writers first, but there are certain artists like you know Dexter Soy for me, someone who I'm looking for. Uh, Dan Mora, another person too for me, and and for you for that matter. But I would think that Caitlin Yarshi kind of getting to that category for you as an
1: artist. She is. I, w- I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, her art is just so different from anything else we see uh, in comics. We have seen in comics, and and it's just. Again, the, the way she emphasizes certain, you know, facial features or, you know, characters, the way she draws, you know, her action sequences, everything about it. I mean, the only way to describe her art it's 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 beautiful. It's it's, you know, it's painting esque. It's like some of these things you want to hang on your wall. It's just it's awesome. It's awesome! It's awesome, and, and 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 her art steals the show. I mean, as, as great as the story is, and and you know the, the 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 way the first arc ends, the way it concludes in the second arc, arc it's fantastic. But the art, really, I mean, that's what sucks in what you for those watching what you see behind me here. That is what you get in the book, and I mean, look at her eyes. I mean, for those you know that, that kids that are watching, vicious, she is vicious. But she's also, you know, she's intelligent, and there's there's a there's a uh, uh, just a I mean, she's a child, right? And she's got to be, you know, she's twelve going on forty, sort of thing. She's got to, you know, you know, be something that, you know, more than than what she is. And but she's there's still this childlike nature to her, uh, as well. You know, you get moments in this book, and it's it's written well, and and it's drawn it's drawn really well. And it's just, it's, it's just between this, you know, and bliss, I can't wait to check out what she's doing, uh, in, in uh, Black Hammer. And I really hope that she becomes more and more of a household name because I mean, her art is, is next level. See, now I obviously don't know a ton about Black Hammer. You talked about that. Oh, that was one of the
0: first things you talked about on our show with her artwork. I'm more inclined to give that a chance, but yeah. in- But I also I'm sure I got to get a little more background on Black Hammer outside of what you told me about when you talked about it on the show, because the stuff that you originally saw was more like that old school art, which isn't necessarily my cup of tea. But this I mean, I I mean, Thumbs was outstanding. I like what Sean did with Superman and Metropolis. I am going to be reading Bliss fairly soon. I'm going to I'm definitely going to be reading Coyotes as well. Sean Lewis has become is becoming a must read for the two of us. Yeah. Um, I, the, I did say I think at one point I want to read Saints, so I got to probably I got to try and get my hands on a copy of that, so maybe I can do that fairly soon too. Because I mean, he only has so much stuff out there, and but Sean's yeah. just getting started. I mean, clearly yeah. he's you know if he's going and getting uh, you know Todd's pulling him aside and saying Tommy Farland is pulling him aside and saying hey like I want you to write Spawn. The dude's doing something right. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say so. We're only going to get more from him. Uh, so then, my last question, Joe, before I get into my book for this week is show or movie?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Good question. I ask okay. you
0: this every time. How do you not know right away?
1: <laughs> because it, it, it just, it just, does. yeah. yeah I think it'd be a good movie. I think okay. it'd be a good movie. Only because, you know, eight issues, like the story is pretty tight. It doesn't, it's not like it takes place over a long period of time. I mean, the history of, some of these characters spans, you know, millennia, but uh, this I think would make an awesome movie. Okay. I definitely
0: watch it. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to read this a thousand percent. I already thought I was going to read it when Sean talked to us about it the first time, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's going now the book that I, well, you're going to ask me that question uh, about the book that I'm reading that I'm talking about today. And I already know the answer. So I will wait on that though for you to ask me, (laughs) but I am talking about a book from boom studios called the red mother, which we had both kind of seen the name pop up, you know, even before we were doing this show together. Obviously, it's a boom book. Joe's uh, always looking out for boom books in general. Um, but this started in December of 2019. And the, the, what kind of brought this back to my attention again was uh, I saw the writer, Jeremy Hahn, had followed us over on Twitter. And I was like, oh, it's so you read Mother. I'm like, okay, Joe, did you read this book? Because I feel like you did. Because there's another book that you've read that either has Mother in the title or has Red or both. And it's obviously not Coyotes as much as Red is the main character there. So many colors today. Well, actually, just Red and Gray today. Um, but anyways, so so Jeremy Hahn was the writer for this. Then you have Danny Luckert is the artist doing the colors and both the penciling and the inks. And then Letters was Ed Dukeshire. Now – I had – I never thought I was going to give this a shot. But then I've mentioned before that I now go to the time capsule over in Seacock to get my comics. And when I went in there, they have a horror section. So I was like, okay, like it's – I see it every time I walk by. It's right near the register. And I'd seen the Red Mother. I was like, okay, I didn't know this was horror. I hadn't seen any of the art. I had just seen the name because obviously for Geeks Royale we get all the review copies. We find out what's out that week. You know, We can see it on Comicology – I mean on Comicology um, – League of Comic Geeks. And, anyways, I just had never, it hadn't crossed my mind that I was going to do. It. I just saw the name, I was like, hmm, I wonder what that's about. I, I see it enough at the time capsule, like, oh, I see the cover and I'll show the, the cover of the first trade to you guys. I was like, well, this looks kind of weird. And I asked the guy behind the counter, I was like, what's like, I, I may I pulled, I grabbed it or whatever, I don't know. But he said, this is the best comic book of 2020. And I was like, wait, what? And Joe, Joe didn't see it, and it's a boom book, and I was, and I didn't know that it was the best book of 2020. And obviously, that's you know a subjective opinion, but I, still, for someone to say that, and we neither of us had read it, I was like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta give this a look. And then he told me it was only 12 issues, and I was like, huh? So I can get through this shit real quick and talk about it on the show. And I think I, because I, I think I bought this last week, if not the week before. And I was deciding between this and another book, but I went with this one. And it's so it is only it's only 12 issues. It comes actually in three trades, four issues, four um, four issues apiece, which is either a trend for Boom, like a new trend, or something they've always been doing. And I've just only read single issues with all the stuff that I read from them because the Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers both four issues. So, do you know, Joe? Because you you're pretty much on top of the single issues.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. No, yeah, so I I don't know. I don't know what's going on there because I feel like you know, once in future and something's killing the children, like those, like, were more your typical five, six story arcs, okay, kind of thing. So, the maybe it's because I don't have an answer for it, to be honest. I I can see why they did it here, like,
0: this is just one story. Period. Yeah. Boom. Like it. Like all twelve issues are one story together. Yeah. Like at the, at the fourth issue, it's kind of like a good pause point. But I yeah. swear to God, if this had done what Die did to us and it took a break <laughs> every so often, I would have lost my shit. But yeah. I'll tell you what. Right now, Joe, what you. Well, I'll lend you my copies, of course. But for everybody else out there, when you go and read this, because if you're a horror comic fan, you have to read this. When you go and read it, buy all three trades right away if you can, because you will cruise through this shit like absolutely nothing. Okay, this was this was an awesome book. And look, it's, it's, it's quick in its writing. And there's a lot of good use of silent panels and everything. But it's not like this fast paced thing where like, there's a ton of action. It is, uh, let, me, let me read the synopsis for you guys. So after losing her eye in the man she loved in a brutal mugging, which look, I know that may seem like a spoiler, it happens legit in the first two pages. <laughs> Daisy McDonough is left trying to put the pieces of her life back together. Just when she begins to think she can heal, move on. So she begins. To, <clears throat> so she begins to see strange things through her new prosthetic eye. There's a typo in, in Boom Synopsis, but whatever. Um, and the red mother sees her return. This is a new psychological horror series that examines the dangers that hide in plain sight, the consequences of digging beneath the surface to find the truth underneath. I'm telling you, Joe, Daisy McDonough, it's almost exclusively focused on her. Like very rare. Like we occasionally see stuff like where she's not involved in the panel or right on the scene, but you start to see little things just pop up. And then it's like, Oh shit. Oh shit. But <laughs> constantly to I me, mean, look, you have this like, jarring experience for the girl thing. She loses her fucking eye. And it's in, and, and the, the dude that she loves, like a crazy thing happens to him too. It's an immensely traumatic experience. and, it somehow like you already think like okay I have like I'm dealing with traumatic experiences that is something that is going to stick with you for a long ass time, and then there's this other like lingering thing that comes with it and it's like oh my god this poor woman cannot go through enough shit and it's such a weird experience that she's like. If you were in that situation like her, you can't help. Like this is not this world of superheroes and everything. It is just as far as she, as far as you can tell, she. It seems like she is in a normal world. Well, I use that loosely. A normal world like you and I are in right now, and then she just starts getting these serious headaches, and there's a little bit more to these headaches, and it would rattle any person. And they talk about the 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 how her. Brain is now only seeing through one eye and how that can mess her up and whatever and all these things. I'm like, what is I huh? Like, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm assuming it is. Because that'd be kind of an important detail to get right. But in general, it's just like this chick goes through so much. Um, and I and, and like they said, like it's there, you get to a point where you know you're reading this. We, we know this is this is a horror book. This probably isn't going to end well, or at least it's not going to stop after four issues. Like, shit's not just going to get all better by then, like right away then. And, oh, my God. It's just like – they seriously make you think like, oh, it really does seem like things are fine. I know shit's going to happen, but what is it? And it just it just gets bad. It It gets really bad. It gets really weird. And the Red Mother and the people surrounding the Red Mother, more so the people surrounding the Red Mother, are fucking whack jobs. I still don't entirely get their deal, which I don't hate that. Um, I get her deal for the most part. She's, of course, a whack job too, but there's a whole – there's like a lot more to what the Red Mother is. And there is room for more beyond this. I don't think it would make sense to give us like Red Mother 2 right off the the gate – because you'll, as you read this, you'll eventually there is like a distinct point where you're like, you will say, Oh, this is exactly what Nick was talking about and why there could be more in this world. But you just don't necessarily want to do it right away with the Red Mother, in my opinion. Um, but I, you could go back to that to the Red Mother at some point, I'm sure. But just there's other areas of this world I would like to see explored. Please go with that. Um, but the biggest thing, Joe, for you, and why you want to make sure you do not read this at night <laughs> is the Herald of the Red Mother, who you meet on uh, the. the. I, I, I don't know if this is not a spoiler because you're going to meet this character fairly early, but on the second cover, the cover of the second trade, this guy in black is the Herald of the Red Mother. And Fuck oh that. my God. Ladies, Joe, it's not only that guy looks fucked up to begin with, he is an absolute monster. But the way, the way you see him pop up, it's like, oh, shit. Like, I saw him already before this. And then, like, the first time I said, like, oh, oh, fuck. Like, it's like – well, maybe not the first time. But, like, as he starts pop- – no, no, no. It was the first time. Because try- like, I'm getting jumbled when, like, he makes, like, his – there's, like, a grand thing with him. But we see him before that. And it's like, oh, my god. This guy is absolutely brutal. But it's just – nothing is as it seems in this book and that is exactly how you want it and uh it's I really enjoyed really enjoyed it and I absolutely recommend this to anybody um and even if you don't if you like kind of like like if you're like me who generally likes horror adjacent or it has like horror elements to it this is a good book for you as well this is a good horror book for you
1: yeah I mean going through some of that cover art uh to do the Instagram post this morning I'm like oh Jesus you know, like, uh, man, it gets know. so weird at the end of it. Oh, I don't God. know if I want to put that on there, but it—I mean—it looks, you know, awesome, and it—it it sounds right up my alley. I think, you know, because I was trying to figure out, like, why did I miss? How did I miss this one? And when it came out, it was sort of between something is killing the children once in future, so I hadn't quite made that declaration. Boom, number one. Wow. Read it, uh, but also I think I started to get it confused because AWA had a book called bad mother.
0: Ah, that's um, the one I
1: was confusing it with. And I'd heard good things about both series. Uh, but I just kind of got them confused. And in the course of, you know, reading all the books that we read, it just, it, it just, man, but what would you say? 2019 that it came out. Right. And mm-hmm. I wasn't even reading the volume of books then that I'm reading now. And it's just one of those things where if something slips, even mm-hmm. if it's just now a week or two, it could drop like yeah. to the bottom of the pile real fast and unintentionally and not, yeah. for no. Well, look at list. Bliss.
0: And- you absolutely love that, and like you said, you were not on that book right away, and no. now you—I mean—you were moved by that yeah. thing. So yeah.
1: So I'm definitely going to have to check this one out. It, I mean, it sounds up my alley. It sounds like up a lot of our you know people that watch and listen to us. You know, Alex, we got a lot of horror people, so. Mm-hmm yeah
0: yeah, can't wait <laughs> if can't I was wait. to give this a straight up grade I'd probably give it a nine and a half which is the hardest the, the highest grade I generally give it takes a lot yeah. for, I think I've only, on Geesh for wide I've only given one thing a 10 out of ten I think and it was the um multi, the, from the uh what was it the dark multiverse stuff that they did around uh, death metal, the yep. hush the hush story that they did with that ah. was absolutely perfect. And I would not have, I don't think I would have changed a single thing. Um, and even though I did, it would have made it like a 9.9. So I'm giving that, uh, you know, we don't do that Joe and I, at least so right. given that a perfect 10 out of 10, but this is, this was outstanding. And it is such, it is such a fast read and everybody can relate to Daisy uh, throughout the course of this. And it's like, it's just so, it was just so good. So I, I mean, Jeremy Hahn, who, again, followed us on Twitter. We may have to reach out to him at some point because yeah. this was – this is some good shit, and I would love to know how he came up with this because it just – it does feel <laughs> random how he came up with some of it too. But it just – it yeah. all makes sense. And I'm I, sure there's I, a
1: method to the madness. you know.
0: And this should be – unless the, uh, unless we start to see like the second – like uh, again, I'd like to see another story in this world but not with the Red Mother. I'd say this is a movie. Um, awesome. You can even turn it into a movie franchise if you start going with more. Um, but it, it, there's also the element of possibly being a show at that point. But I think this is best made uh, into a movie. Best start you're awesome. be doing awesome, that. Awesome, 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 Um, All right. So this week, of course, make sure you're checking out Joe over on Twitch. I know you guys just had the Mario Kart uh, in- Invitational, which I was not able to partake in because I do not have a Switch. Uh, but Joe, you represented well. I think you came in fourth, you told me, correct? Yep, correct awesome exceeded uh my expectations i shouldn't have doubted you um, i apologize um and then you and billy are doing season two episode 12 or 13 this week
1: uh oh good question uh, let's see um
0: wait I I think episode I'm 13 13 all right well all right uh, yep that sounds good keep your peepers pop we may have something else coming up for you guys later on but until then joe stay sexy you know
1: it